Hi everyone, welcome back to It's All Light with I'm Natalie Baugh and today we have our first ever podcast guest named Daniel. Daniel, say hello. Hey guys, I'm excited to be here. And we can't wait to dive into a topic Daniel is passionate about. But before we do that, we're going to get to know him a little bit. A little bit. He grew up in New Jersey. What city? I grew up in Moorestown. It's uh, about 15 minutes outside of Philadelphia. So it's in the southern Jersey. It's really confused with Morristown all the time. So it's Morristown. Yeah, Morristown. And you told me you had a black belt in karate at the age of 14. <laughs> Holy cow. So I bet you could take down anyone who gave you any Not kind anymore. of problems. <laughs> if I was 14, then yeah, I could. But Wow, no, that's fun. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a good time. Me and my siblings were kind of motivated. So we, we got involved in that. And then somehow at 14, I, I earned it. Wow, that's amazing. How many siblings do you have? So there's four of us total. So I have three siblings. I have an older brother, an older sister, and then a younger brother. Nice. And you said your favorite food is barbecue ribs. Okay, give us a plug here. Where do we go to get the best barbecue ribs? Unless oh, you make them goodness. yourself, because then we'll all yeah, just have to I come over. Like, I feel like, yeah, you guys are just going to have to come try mine. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they're not, they're not the best, but they're the best in my mind. Nice. Um, what else did you like to do growing up? Um, so let's see, when I was a kid, I was super involved in the scouting program when I was a youth. And so I, uh, participated in all the, you know, merit badges and scout camps and, um, various, you know, learning opportunities there. Um, I, when I was 14, I also became a lifeguard. So I nice. was really into swimming and did that a whole bunch. Um, I played soccer and basketball and volleyball and did cross country and, um, one thing that is kind of unique that uh, my younger brother and I were really into was ping pong. Mm, so we fun. would we would come home every day after high school and we'd play a couple hours of ping pong just down in our basement. That's um, awesome. And it ended up, yeah, it ended up being a good thing. I mean, down the road, we can talk about this later, but uh, I ended up joining the BYU ping pong team and playing competitively across states and stuff. So Wow. Oh, I can't um, wait to hear more about that. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, so just kind of random sports and hobbies growing up. Um, when I was a really little, my mom's really into horses, and so we uh, ended up taking horseback riding lessons for like three years in New wow. Jersey of all places. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I'm so a wannabe cowgirl of... over here, so I'm jealous. I want a horse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, seriously, though, they're so fun. That's cool. And what are you up to now? Um, so let's see, I, I graduated about two years ago from BYU, got my master's degree in tax accounting. Wow. Um, so I worked in a tax practice in Lehigh for a couple of years. And then at the beginning of this year, I started my own tax practice, um, along with a couple other, you know, side hustle fun, fun businesses that I'm sure we'll talk about. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. So Daniel, what do you light up about? Give us a plug. Yeah, so I, I'd say if I were to pick a couple of things that I light up about, I would say the first first and foremost, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just absolutely, I love it, and I can have conversations for hours and hours about it. Um, I just find that it's so um, it's so simple in its under, in its you know uh, in its own complex way, but it's very simple, and it has the answers to everything that this life could possibly throw at you. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just fascinating to find you know, the little nuggets of truth that God gives to us. Um, and then 
the other thing that I would light up about is uh, is competition, mm. and that I can just elaborate on that more as we go. But uh, I just find that you know a healthy dose of competition in our lives um, is is capable of allowing us to do things that before we didn't think we were capable of doing. Um, and so I I absolutely love anything that's competitive, anything that's going to you know push me to be a little bit better or to try a little bit harder. I think that's so awesome. I'm sitting here like wow, I really need to learn more about this because I grew up in a not competitive family and we all would do some activities and play games and occasionally get butt hurt, but we were never like crazy driven. I never had that sports dad. I mean, I have this older sister, younger sister and a younger brother. So he's probably the most competitive of us all, but I totally lack that competitive drive and I want to work on it though, because I think, I think you're spot on though, because I think it really does push you. And I have a story kind of relating competition I'll share later on as well as I've been thinking about this topic and as we dive into it. So give us a little bit of background. You said growing up, you were always super competitive. And and was that just because you had older siblings that would push you? Tell us more about that. Yeah, um, I'm not sure where it all came from or where it all started because, I mean, my parents in and of themselves aren't necessarily the most competitive individuals. But at the same time, I think it was just like a little bit of healthy sibling rivalry. I say healthy for the most part, it's healthy, right? But um, but I think what happened is um, my my parents loved to set up like obstacle courses and stuff for us. Fun. And so when we were little kids, we would like run all these obstacle courses and we'd constantly be like, you know, chasing each other down and things like that. <laughs> Um, and so it just kind of inspired in us this little like, oh, man, like I want to I want to be faster than my siblings. I want to like do it a little bit better than my siblings. Um, and so then over time, as we all got involved in, you know, rec soccer leagues and in, you know, basketball and whatever it was, then it just kind of like developed a little bit more and more of this competitive side of us. Um, and what's really cool about it. And. And I mean, again, I can go into many, many examples on all this uh, if you'd like. But uh, what's really cool about this is that I found that a lot of the competition that initially started rivalry and competition developed into competition with myself. And it became like this healthy drive inside of me where it's like, okay, I know I just did that, but like I can do it better. And I feel Mm. like I can do a little bit more. And so like it's interesting. Helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really helped a ton and and just a lot of the, you know, jobs, education, the different things that I've been doing. Um, And I think it all started, you know, when I was young. Oh, I love that. I feel like I've tried to work on that inner competition. I I, um, know you ran cross country growing up and I did too. And that a lot of the time you do, you do try to like catch and beat people, but at the same time, you're just trying to get a faster time. So you're competing against yourself, which is so fun. Okay. So Totally. For everyone listening, what do you, how would you define being competitive? Because maybe some people view that differently. So uh, before we dive into talking about why you're competitive and how that's helped you and also how we can become more competitive, what would you define that as? I think a really good definition, well, part of a definition is uh, a quote from Jerry Rice. I love this quote. He says, Today, I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can do what others can't. Ooh. And I think, I think that competition, yeah, in, in a nutshell, is kind of just the ability to push yourself, to drive yourself, to do something or learn something now so that you will benefit from it later. 
Um, and so, you know, whether that's pushing yourself on, on the field as an athlete or whether that's pushing yourself intellectually in your classes, you know, there's a lot of different ways that we can be competitive. Um, but it's just, it's, it's the antithesis of being lackadaisical, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And when you look at it in that light, you realize how much of a drive is connected to being competitive. Well, I love that. Yeah. So why else have you decided to talk about being competitive? What else in you makes you excited to talk about this? Um, that's a great question. I feel like I feel like the majority of the opportunities for growth that I've had or the opportunities for learning that I've had um, have come because I've been willing to you know, push myself in some direction, maybe a direction that I've totally felt uncomfortable with, right? So like a good recent ex- example is, um, you know, I had this idea for a startup um, that uh, I needed to have a website built for it. And it had to be a website that people could interact with and kind of like a web app so that people can, you know, click on buttons and make purchases and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of instead of taking the easy route and kind of just being like, well, I can't handle this, you know, maybe I'll, you know, find somebody else that I'll just, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll pay them to figure it out and whatever, right? I decided that I was going to teach myself how to code. So I taught myself, you know, basic code with CSS, HTML, JavaScript, and like learned how to do the front end and the back end and connect payment platforms wow. and whatever. And it took, it took time. It took time, but that time was well spent in my mind because now that's a new skill that I've acquired and that I can continue to build on, right? Totally. And so like, I feel like, I feel like the majority of hobbies and talents and skills that I have in this life are because, you know, I've taken the time to learn something or to want to learn something, right? Whereas, you know, it's really, really easy to take the opposite route and just be like, no, I'm good. You know, I've got, I've got enough talents. Like I'll just leave, uh, you know, leave everything else to everybody else. Mm, I love that. So now we'll jump into the second segment of today's podcast. And that is kind of why should others know about this and how can it benefit them? And you kind of mentioned that not only in sports is this competitive drive helpful, but in your Excel and coding, um, you also mentioned in test taking and logic abilities and in our careers and our jobs. Let's dive into that. Tell us more about this journey of competitiveness. Yeah. So let's see if I'm, if I'm going to answer the question, uh, why should people, why should other people know about this? I think, um, let me find the best way to summarize this. So I feel like, I feel like if you are willing to push yourself, if you're willing to be a little bit competitive with yourself and sometimes with other people, then you bring out the best of yourself and you're capable of recognizing potential that before you didn't realize you had. Um, and so for example, you know, an example that, that comes to mind is, uh, I did, I graduated from tax accounting at BYU. So I was in the BYU accounting program, which is, it was number three in the nation at the time. And then I was in the, the master's program, which was number two in the nation. Wow. Um, and so it's a very competitive program. It's a very difficult program. The majority of people that go through it, myself included, had many nights where, you know, we cried ourselves to sleep. We oh, no. <laughs> wow. Um, so it's it's a very difficult program. And so when when I got accepted into this program, it was some of, you know, the top minds in accounting, right, that were sitting there with me um, learning the material. And, and I, you know, uh, will readily admit I'm not the smartest person in the room. But at the same time, one thing that I noticed in myself is is that as we would learn a topic, 
I had a desire to learn that topic better than or equal to any of anybody else in my classes. So despite the fact that I might not be, you know, the naturally most talented, gifted person in accounting, um, I wanted to know for myself. And so I would take the time. I would, you know, rewatch videos. I would read through pages multiple times. I would summarize 20 pages down into one page of notes for myself so that I could, you know, clearly define what these topics were. I would record videos of myself teaching the topic to myself so that later down the road, I could rewatch those videos and realize, you know, the little points that either I had missed or parts that I had forgotten since I had recorded the videos. So it was like wow. things like that where, where I spent, you know, copious amounts of time to, time to understand the topics um, because I knew that I was capable of understanding that. Hmm. And that was something just internal to me. You know, when I, when I started learning, I was like, okay, you know, I understand this concept, but I, I'm confident that I can understand it better. What? I'm confident that I can make it, you know, natural to me. What helped you recognize that within yourself? I feel like there is a direct correlation of competitiveness, motivation, and even potential. And I know for me, that is so hard to tap into. Like in college, I yeah. had a decent GPA, but I never had that drive of, I need to know it better than anyone else. I like, how did you find that within you? Because I, I think for me, that's the hardest, hardest part. Once I get going, totally. I don't know, we can talk about this in a minute, but let's talk about how to find that within yourself. Yeah. And I think it, I think it comes from two things. One is just that innate competition that's inside of me that like, I want to be better than, you know, other people or myself. Right. Um, which can, can be a bad thing, but you know, in most cases, it's a good thing when I'm competing against myself. And then mm -hmm. the second thing that like, I kind of want to touch on for a second um, is just, you have to look at the past. Right. I mean, especially, <laughs> this is kind of funny. The scriptures always say, remember, remember, it's the same way, you know, in other aspects of our lives. Right. And so I look back at my past and I look at experiences that I've had where I've had wins, right. Where my competitiveness has led me to accomplish something that before I didn't think I could accomplish. And because I was able to do that, I recognize that I'm able to do things today that I don't necessarily, you know, immediately recognize as something that I can accomplish. Mm. So like when I was a kid, um, you know, I, uh, I joined the scouting program when I was 11 year old, years old, right? The Boy Scouts. Um, and I was just gung-ho. You know, I saw all these kids in my, my troop that had all these merit badges. And I was one of those kids that I was like, I want to earn all these merit badges. And so I started going at it. And by the time I was 12, I think I had like, you know, 36 merit badges, which is probably more than most, most people ever get, right? That's so um, many. Yeah, yeah. And my my older brother, he had uh, he had participated in the troop. He had gotten his Eagle Scout when he was 16. And inside of myself, I was like, you know what, I want to beat that. Mm -hmm. And so, so by the time I was 13, I started my Eagle Scout project. Um, and it took me it took me a year, but I fundraised, I was able to fundraise $5,000 buy, build and install a fitness trail behind my middle school. And so it's like as a young kid, as a 14 year old, oh, I was meeting man. with you know, meeting with organizations around the community. I was meeting with vice principals and principals. I was uh, getting zoning permits for construction in the schools, you know, like all of this crazy stuff at 14 that I had never even considered before. But as I was going through the process, I had to learn it. Wow. So today, you know, today, when I look back on experiences like that, and, you know, a myriad of others that I could tell you, mm -hmm. um, I recognize that, you know, I'm capable of doing things if I'm willing to actually put in the time and effort. 
And so that's where other things, they become slightly easier and you feel the drive to do it because you recognize it is possible. It's something that is attainable. Wow. Yeah. Me and my friend had a conversation the other day and talking about, so I'm a big runner and we were talking about like where you could go with running. And I was just kind of thinking like, I don't think I'll ever try to be like the number one runner in the world or go out and win a race. And we were talking about why I don't have that drive to do that. And it's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing, right? Like I can run and do races and accomplish my goals. And then we were talking about how like those runners who do win races, who do go to the Olympics or to Worlds, they literally sacrifice almost everything to get where they are. So you have to think about that as you have a drive and motivation to do these things in your lives. How competitive are you? But also, do you think it's the winning mentality? You said you found that within yourself after you were motivated by your brother and you wanted to beat him, so aka win and beat him. But then that propelled you to discovering that you could accomplish greater things. So what do you think helps learn that winning mentality in life? Yeah, I mean, I guess, well, two thoughts. So one, based on like what you were talking about, I guess a really important point that we kind of glossed over is that like, you really have to determine what your priorities are. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if, if, you know, running is your priority, that's totally fine. You know, what is it then? Right. And so like, same thing with, you know, my accounting classes and stuff, obviously that was a priority for me because, you know, my plan was to go on and get my CPA, which I have and, you know, other things like that and make that a career. And so that was important to me and a priority in my life. Right. So obviously, like not everybody's going to be good at everything, but what you prioritize, you can be good at, right? Mm, um, and I love that. Was, and you prioritize nice. winning or prioritize being the best to kind of spark this competitive drive, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like as soon as you tell yourself, right, if I'm sitting in a class and as soon as I tell myself, I can't, I can't learn a topic immediately inside of me you know, all of these, you know, emotions, feelings, whatever it is, just well up to tell myself, I can't do it. Mm. Right. Like it's, I've just told myself and now I've convinced myself of that truth. Right. Mm. But as soon as I tell myself it is possible, then my brain starts looking for ways to make it possible. Mm. Right. And so I start thinking about like, what are different ways that I can try to study or to learn a topic or, you know, what do I need to focus my efforts on? Right. I love that. Let's kind of walk through the process of using competitiveness in maybe your daily life or a project or a goal you're working on right now? Sure. Yeah. Um, Okay. So one, uh, one recent project that I've been working on is uh, I decided to start my own business doing, doing treasure hunts. So, you know, treasure hunting is kind of a weird thing to get into business doing, but um, basically what I do is I, I build, essentially like outdoor escape rooms that people can, you know, go onto my website and purchase and go and do for like dates or, you know, group activities or team building exercises or whatever. Right. Um, And so when I first had this idea, it was kind of just like, you know, I really enjoy anything that's like a brain game that's going to challenge me or like help me under learn something. Um, And so I was like, okay, like that could be a cool thing to kind of, you know, add some brain games into a treasure hunt and make it competitive where you can compete against different groups. And so these were things that like I really enjoyed. I started like putting together some ideas. And now here's, here's like, you know, where competition became a good thing in my life is because, because 
um, you know, I'm accountant, a tax accountant, right? So like, is there any safer field? Pretty much no, <laughs> right? Like that's, <laughs> right. that's about as safe as it gets, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so it's like, for somebody to look at me in college and be like, oh yeah, he's going to be an entrepreneur. Like, no, slim to no chance, right? I just, I was very set on the idea of like getting a job, staying in that job and working in it, you know, and making a paycheck, right? Um, but then because I kind of, you know, I know myself and I know I'm capable of things and I felt like I wasn't being fully utilized at my, at my, you know, past job, Mm -hmm. I decided, Hey, I need to take this upon myself and I need to do something about it. Um, and so I hopped out of, you know, my, my safe employment that I had, and I Mm -hmm. decided to start a, a couple of these businesses and, uh, and this, you know, especially this treasure hunting one is kind of a brand new concept, right? Like nobody's really done it before. Um, there's no, not really such things as outdoor escape rooms, but here I am creating it from scratch, which means that I have to learn, you know, how to advertise, how to market, how to take videos, how to code, how to build treasure hunts, you know, like all of these things that, um, if I wasn't driven, you know, by some competitive edge to actually, you know, make something happen to make it a real, you know, business, then none of it would happen. Right. It'd be so easy just to turn around and be like, Oh, it was a cool idea, but we're done, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, so and I it takes like, sacrifice too. Like you said, you left your job and you sac- sacrifice that. Um, what's that word? That comfort. The safety. Yeah. Safety. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. And you've sacrificed it now to, to use your time and efforts into building this, which I, which I admire, I think is great. And I know a lot of people out there are doing some similar things in their lives. They might not be quitting their job, but they're sure. starting new companies. And I think it's so awesome that and, yeah. <laughs> that people are getting out there and doing something that they're passionate about. That's the whole reason we're here is it's, it's a passion in you. So I know yeah. I've been following you and he does these riddles daily or weekly riddles, daily riddles, right? So I do weekly riddles. So Monday and this is, I'll post a riddle every week. And this is separate from the escape room outdoors right yeah those aren't correlated okay no these are just they're just fun riddles that you know i i actually i make them you know he creates his own riddles you guys that's amazing yeah i've tried to do a few of them and i don't think i've gotten one of them i mean i i think i did but it was after like five guesses so i'm close you got yeah have you already done your riddle today should we should we read it to everyone yeah we're going to yeah, go through I mean, one of his riddles because this is something yeah, he's passionate might, about. And I lose my video here for a second, but I got to pull it up. And we will post in the show notes where you can find his riddles as well as his outdoor escape rooms, which I look forward to trying. I'm all about getting outside and I yeah. got to work on becoming more competitive. So step by step, I, right? Absolutely. I love it. Yeah. And I'd love to have anybody that wants to come and try them out and, you know, reach out to me and I'm happy to host you and your friends groups or something like that, or you just do it yourselves. But okay. Ready for the riddle of the day? Yes, we're ready. So this is, this is the Monday riddle. Here we go. Catch me in motion and you'll know my verb, but my noun remains hanging chained ever so firm. I'm found in the action of golf and baseball or in the quick steps of a Southern dance hall. Oh, I know it. Okay. Get it. This is, it's swing. It is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That one was, that one was easier for me. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Usually Sometimes it doesn't take me that fast. Sometimes I'll post okay, some yeah. ones. So that was I definitely like an easy it, one. So. <laughs> Let's give them another one. Do you have another one okay. off the top of your head? 
These yeah, are really fun. See. Plus, I um, want this podcast to be fun. One? Um. Okay, yeah, let's do a hard one. Let's see if anyone listening okay. can get it. All right, let's pick a hard one. Here we go. This is, uh, we'll pick uh, one of the first ones that I ever posted. So it's you know, probably the first video on my Instagram page. Okay, here we go. What is filled with time but is finite is depicted by integers and expires at night. In Brazil or Cape Verde, it's considered a meat. And some say that a homophone tastes sweet. I don't even know now, what homophone one, means. <laughs> yeah. One caveat to that is where, where I say that it's considered a meat. So in Brazil or Cape Verde, it's considered a meat. That's M-E-E-T. Oh, M-E-A-T. here I am so thinking look at the of. Spelling on that one, but okay. Yeah, M-E-E-T, like everybody. Meats, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. And we'll put these riddles in the show notes as well. So if you want to read them or share them with your family and see if anyone can get them, we'll do that. Okay, read it to us one more time. Okay, what is filled with time but is finite is depicted by integers and expires at night. In Brazil or Cape Verde, it's considered a meat, and some say that a homophone tastes sweet. I don't even know what homophone is. What is homophone? So a homophone is a word that a word that sounds the same but that has a different meaning. Oh. Hmm. Okay. Well, you lost me here. I can't yeah. think of anything of what this would be. I'll be honest. I think out of everybody that I've told this to, and it's been, you know, plenty of thousands of people that have heard it, you know, on reels and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think only like two people ever. Have oh my gosh. It, so. Okay. Well, in that case, what is the answer? Put our minds you to ease. Know it? You want me to say it right now? All right. All right. Here we go. The answer yeah. is a, a date. Like a, like a prune, like the little. Yeah, or like... so that's the homophone, right? That tastes sweet is like the fruit, mm. right? But here, let me say it again. And now that you have that in mind, it'll okay. make sense. Ready? Mm-hmm. What is filled with time, but is finite, is depicted by integers, numbers, right? But expires at night. In Brazil or Cape Verde, it's considered a meat. I'll explain that line. Okay. And some say that a homophone tastes sweet. Interesting. Right. So, yeah. so when you think about it, right, a date is a, is a, like, you know, a date. Is it a fig? Is it, oh, not like a fig. I was thinking uh, the nope, fruit. Like a date on a calendar, right? Because like a date on a calendar. <sighs> oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. Filled with time. I was thinking of that little, yeah. that little Just fruit the, the candy fruit, thing. Right? Okay. This is a date on a calendar, everybody. We're clear. We, the answer to the riddle is a date on the calendar. Okay, now uh, yeah. that so, makes more sense. So it's filled with time, but it's a finite period of time, right? So it ends, right? Mm-hmm. So it's um, what is filled with time, but it's finite, um, is depicted by integers. So on a calendar, we look at a date as like a number, Numbers. right? One, two, totally. three, whatever yeah. the date. And it expires at night. So every night, you know, it's a new date, right? Mm. And, then, and then in Brazil or Cape Verde, so what's interesting in, in Portuguese, um, which is spoken in both Brazil and Cape Verde, in Portuguese, uh, to go on a date like with somebody is called um encontro um which literally just means to meet right and Hmm. so like so in brazil or cape verde it's considered a meet encontrar is the verb to meet and so it's like i'm going on um encontro a date but it also means a meet right anyway and so and then some say it's homophone tastes sweet because the homophone is the fruit that you were thinking of Mm. right and so the fruit tastes sweet 
but the actual word that we're solving for was like a oh, date okay that like makes sense on the calendar i think the same is true for russian the russian like to meet is date as well there we go yeah it's Perfect. been a minute but yeah way cool so awesome. if you want to get competitive with your friends and family look up his riddles every week do you post them on monday i post them on monday yeah okay sometime between like three and five or something yeah and it's that. on his instagram at hidden treasures hidden hunts hidden hunts at hidden, hidden hunts. hunts this will all be in the show notes i'll put the links on youtube and you can just click right into it and check them out and try some past riddles they're sometimes super hard. I thought I was good yeah, at riddles, <laughs> but the more I do them, the less I'm like, okay, just kidding. If they're not easy, I have no idea. Okay, so That's for awesome. the last segment of today's podcast, we're going to kind of jump right back into our competitive conversation and sure. talk about how this can be a takeaway for us today or whenever you're listening yeah. to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think the first thing that comes to mind um, on this topic is I'm sure, you know, you've heard of or read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, right? Mm-hmm, By yeah. Stephen Covey. Great. Um, and one thing that one thing that Stephen Covey talks about is um, to establish kind of like, um, uh, like a life mission statement, right? And so like when you go through, you know, you sit down and you kind of like walk through different points of your life and you write down like, this is my mission statement for X, Y, Z, right? And so- for work, you know, it might be something along the lines of I will, you know, arrive on time at work every day and I will put in, you know, necessary effort in my team to be a benefit to them and to pick up projects from other teams or something like that, right? Where it's like things that you want to do and that you are establishing goals for yourself to do. Um, And I think that, you know, having some type of like, you know, competitive drive in you um, is very healthy when it comes to establishing these goals. And then when it comes to actually making the goals happen, right? And so like, ultimately, you're not going to accomplish anything out of the ordinary, if you continue acting in ordinary ways, right? Mm. And so you you have to kind of push yourself a little bit in order to accomplish things that, you know, you weren't able to accomplish before, or that you aren't able to accomplish doing things the way that you're doing right now. Let's, Um, let's say what you just said, again, you can't accomplish anything extraordinary if you don't stray from not doing the ordinary i don't know you said it more profoundly we repeat what you said uh that's a great question <laughs> just came to my head um yeah you can't accomplish anything extraordinary if you continue doing things in an ordinary way there you have it that's my takeaway right. for today yeah it's so true awesome and here i am yeah. like as we've been talking i've been thinking okay like what are little things i can do every day to build this competitive drive within myself. And I think about when I go running, most of the time it's by myself, but when I have other people with me, I try to keep up a better pace or I, you can do races with your friends and it's super fun. Or when I do track yeah. workouts, if anyone wants to come do a track, out, track workout with me, let me know. It's always helpful to have more people running with me. But I've also been thinking about healthy competition within other aspects of my life, what are some little things you do that help you build that every day? Um, yeah, I mean, like one thing that, uh, so for example, we, we talked earlier, you know, about a couple of things that I'm passionate about. And one of them that I mentioned was the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, um, when I was 
a young kid, it was, it was pretty difficult. I'm sure everybody can relate. It was pretty difficult to study your scriptures every day. Right. It was just like, still is even today. <laughs> yeah. Even today. Right. Like we still, mm-hmm. we still like, you know, have some struggles with that. And what was really cool is that my seminary teacher, when I was a sophomore in high school <clears throat> or no junior in high school, um, she gave us a little calendar and it, you know, it had a day for each day. And it said, you know, when you read your scriptures that day, you can check it off. Right. And so that, that became a thing for me where it was like, oh man, I want to, I want to check that box. You know, <laughs> like I just, I want to get the full calendar. And so I started reading the scriptures every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to this day, you know, I found that the scriptures are just like absolutely beautiful. And like, I learned so, so much every time that I sit down and read them, but sometimes like the motivation isn't there. Right. Sometimes it's just hard to get motivated to do it. But what I've realized is that you know, I, I can set goals for myself that will help motivate me. So mm, I set goals okay. for myself to, you know, find spiritual thought, at least one every day, right? Or maybe even to write those spiritual thoughts down and maybe develop a talk from it, you know, just for fun or whatever, right? Not Maybe mm. not for fun, but like as a practice, right? And so it's, so it's like things like that where, you know, I, I know what I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it just, it just takes me establishing some goals and like maybe finding a way to be a little bit more driven or competitive to accomplish those goals. Right. Mm, instead I love of that. Thanks. Yeah. Instead of, I see, sorry, this, I keep rambling, but You're good. this is, um, this is one thing that I see far, far too often. And, you know, I'm definitely guilty of it as well. Um, but people all the time will just say it's impossible or I can't do it, or that's not for me, you know, like, those are, those are cop-out words, right? Those are words where it's just, it's basically you're telling yourself, oh yeah, like I just, I just don't want to do it. So I'm just going to say it's impossible and move on, right? Mm. Like it's just, you make up an excuse and then you don't accomplish something, right? And I, I guarantee you, like I have been so, so happy with every righteous decision I've made or every decision I've made to go forward and to learn and do something. And I've been so disappointed in myself when I've let those opportunities slip by. Hmm. And so it's like, don't let them slip by, you know? Yeah, Yeah. I love that. I've had a few thoughts as you've been talking, one of which was just fun, competitive things that I can start doing. Um, Like I said, to build that competitive drive. And I think back to me and my friend in high school one day just printed off like mixed times table sheets and we had a race who could fill them out the faster, the fastest. But I think with most of us in our careers, and I, I think I heard this on another podcast, but you make work a game and that brings in that competitiveness and it makes it more fun too. Like if you think about the tasks you have on your to-do list and then think about how you can make it a game or, or like you with your scripture study, finding those little ways to make it that much more intriguing, that much more available in the sense of accomplishment, yeah. then we're more propelled to actually do the thing. I also did the checkmark boxes spurred from my institute teacher just saying okay like every day just put it on your door before you leave like check it off and and it really helped build that routine because ultimately we want our lives to be filled with meaningful purposeful routines and I think being competitive gets the ball rolling and we get that momentum absolutely so cool Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today. Of I course. I love talking about how to be more competitive because I want to be. 
and this I'm down for challenges, right? If you yeah, see, Natalie, bring it on. Let's, if you let's see your it. goals as challenges, I think they really are more fun. And I am all about fun. I think I have a hard time yeah. seeing myself as like a crazy hard worker competitive sometimes because I just am invested in having fun. But when I try to like connect the two, then I realize you can do both. Generally, it is work hard, play hard, but there I try to yeah. find that connection because it's totally it makes possible. it more fun. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. Well, again, thank you. And everyone, you can find out more about Daniel in our show notes. I'll leave a little bio there as well as where to find all the fun things he's working on, like the riddles, as well as the outdoor, um, what do you call it? Outdoor escape room type thing? Escape rooms, yeah, treasure hunts. You treasure know, hunts, yeah, that's yep. so fun. And I hope you all can just think of something today to be a little more competitive. Maybe that's playing a little game on your phone and getting a higher score. Maybe that's sending something to your friends and having a contest. I hope this podcast setting a goal to do it. You know? Oh yeah. Even setting a goal to do it. it. I hope this podcast can be somewhat of an outlet for that. I love trivia. I love riddles. So if you keep tuning in, we're going to have a mix of all sorts of things. So thank you again. Thanks, Daniel. And we'll talk to you thank next you. week. Spread the light, light the passion. Bye. Thank you.